You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wings Productions presents Chapter 13 of The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, James received a letter from a distant relative informing him that he is to inherit a house on the Isle of Skye in Scotland. In today's episode, we read Chapter 13, A Night on the Town in which James and Farfalla travel to Paloma's home to drop off Elizabeth in preparation for their trip. Today's podcast partner is fellow Bupod Network member Certainly Strange. An attempted murder on a ghost, cursed paintings burning houses down, and lighthouse keepers disappearing without a trace. The world is filled with astonishing stories that will make you think, I don't know what's going on here, but it is certainly strange. Join host Nemo on a journey through the strangest parts of our history. Check the show notes for a link to the Certainly Strange podcast. Now it's time to settle in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. July 14th, 1932. I had the dream again last night. I haven't had the dream since we left Meadow Lane. I thought it was over. The water rushing over my head and that interminable darkness at the end. This time I woke to find myself on the dirt road staring at the oak tree at Meadow Lane in the earliest morning light. I had never ventured this far during my other sleepwalking episodes. Thankfully, it was too early for anyone else to be up, 
and I was able to hurry home before anyone noticed I was gone. I have succeeded in avoiding casting eyes on Meadow Lane up until today, and the sight of it, abandoned, disheveled, forgotten, it broke my heart. I only allowed myself to stay for a brief moment while memories of my time there came flooding back. Birthdays, holidays, Marius. I waved goodbye to the oak tree before walking away, and I swear I heard it singing, a soft, sorrowful song echoing in the air around me. The song echoes in my head even now as I pack our bags. We are leaving Pocket today. Bye-bye, says Elizabeth, waving goodbye to the birds on the porch railing as the car pulls away. Farfalla feels something tug at her heart as they leave their house for the city. Paloma has agreed to care for Elizabeth while Farfalla and James travel overseas to settle the affairs of Uncle George Archibald and Carnifex House. Farfalla turns to glance at James, who is focused on the road ahead. He has been apprehensive about taking over Carnifex House from the moment the letter arrived. Farfalla struggles to understand why he seems hesitant. To her, it sounds like a fantastic opportunity. Are you excited to see Auntie Paloma? asks Farfalla over her shoulder, turning her head to glance at Elizabeth in the back seat. Loma's house. Biscuits, says Elizabeth. James laughs wholeheartedly at this. It is no secret that Elizabeth gets more than her fair share of biscuits when she visits Paloma. Farfalla reached out to Paloma to smooth things out just before the holidays. She felt terrible about overreacting to the hobby horse Paloma had bought for Elizabeth. They made peace easily and spent the holidays together at Mr. and Mrs. Shearwater's apartment in the city. It was a great relief to Farfalla since there are so few people in her life who embrace and love her. Though the people of Pocket stopped being outright cruel once Elizabeth came along, they still excluded Farfalla and her family from any community events or gatherings. James never seemed bothered by it. Sharing a life with Farfalla seemed to be enough for him. The drive to the city goes by rather quickly. Farfalla holds her breath as they pass the aviary finishing school for girls of distinction. A shudder runs through her as she recalls the woman who stepped out of Priscilla Ponceroy's room the night Priscilla's hair was shorn off. She never told anyone what she saw that night. It was simply too bizarre. She figured no one would ever believe her. Penny for your thoughts, says James, snapping her back to the present. Oh, I was just remembering my time at the aviary, she spits out. Ah, yes, I forgot you were once a girl of distinction, he laughs. Farfalla giggles and turns to look at James's profile as he navigates through city traffic. Finally, they pull up to Paloma's apartment building. The tall structure reaches into the sky and Farfalla has to crane her neck to see the sun. I don't know how she lives here so far away from the grass and flowers. Even the trees grow far below her apartment. I don't think the birds even fly that high, she shakes her head. To each their own, my darling, says James, 
circling her waist with his arm and planting a kiss on top of her head. They enter the building and are greeted by the young man sitting behind the front desk. Welcome back, he says, recognizing them right away. He holds up a finger. I have something for you, young lady, he adds, winking at Elizabeth. He opens a drawer and pulls out a small cat figurine. This belonged to my little sister, but she outgrew it, and I thought perhaps you would enjoy it. His name is Peanut, by the way, he explains, handing the toy to an enamored Elizabeth. Peanut, she says, turning the toy over in her hand. What do you say, prods Farfalla. Thank you, replies Elizabeth enthusiastically. You're most welcome, says the young man. Will you be needing help with your bags, he asks, turning to James and Farfalla. That's very kind, but no, we just have the one suitcase, replies Farfalla. They gather their things and head up the elevator. Elizabeth shouts, Wee! as the contraption starts making its way up to the 15th floor. Farfalla can feel her stomach heaving. She does not enjoy elevator rides. Welcome, says Paloma, swinging the door open. She has recently been promoted at the department store where she works, and with her new salary is able to afford a rather nice apartment. Tall windows look out at the building across the street and let in a moderate amount of sun. A chandelier hanging from the ceiling of the living room compensates for the lack of natural light. How's my Lissy, she says, stretching her arms out to catch Elizabeth and lifting her into the air. I've made us pasta primavera for lunch. It should be ready in just a few minutes, she adds, turning to James and Farfalla. They give Elizabeth a quick snack, then get her settled into the guest room for a nap. Farfalla looks around the room as she unpacks Elizabeth's bag and notes that Paloma has added a bookshelf filled with children's books and stuffed animals and has hung a butterfly mobile from the ceiling and placed some brightly colored paintings on the walls. The room is absolutely charming and Farfalla smiles warmly at the care and love Paloma has put into it. Elizabeth falls asleep almost immediately, tuckered out from the long drive. James and Farfalla join Paloma in the dining room for lunch. Then they retreat to the sitting room to talk about their upcoming trip. Our boat leaves Saturday, and we should arrive in Scotland around the 29th if all goes well. Then we take a train through Scotland to the coast and a ferry to Skye. James has organized transportation by car to get from the ferry to Carnifex House, explains Farfalla between sips of tea and bites of her biscuit. That sounds like quite an adventure, says Paloma, enthralled. That's one word for it, says James, sounding less than thrilled at the prospect of nearly three weeks of traveling to get to their destination. Fala, I was thinking, interjects Paloma. If it's all right with you, James, perhaps the two of us could go out for dinner tonight, like old times, she says, turning to James for approval. Of course, I'll stay here with Elizabeth says James. Great! Fala, go put on a pretty dress. I know just the place, says Paloma excitedly. Farfalla steps away to change and returns a short while later wearing an airy floral dress. Have fun, my darling, says James, laying a kiss on her cheek. Paloma leads the way down the corridor, 
down the elevator, waves hastily at the young man behind the front desk, and pulls Farfalla out the front door into the hot, humid city streets. They walk several blocks to a small cafe on a side street. Clearly, this isn't one of those tourist spots. Les Ailes du Ciel reads a sign above the door. The wings in the sky, says Paloma, translating. They have the most amazing crostini, and they make a pâté that is simply divine. And wait until you see the pastries. The millefeuille is out of this world. Farfalla smiles as Paloma keeps gushing about types of food she's never even heard of. They sit at a small table on the outdoor patio, a small candle flickering between them. The server brings a series of tiny white plates with ornately decorated dishes on each. Farfalla isn't always certain what it is exactly she is eating, but every bite is a revelation. This is my favorite. It has goat cheese, honey, and grapes on it, says Paloma, digging into the small toast on her plate. So, how are you feeling about this trip, she asks, daintily wiping the corner of her mouth with her napkin. Farfalla takes a deep breath. Up until yesterday evening, she was very much looking forward to the trip. But then... I had the dream again last night, she says quietly. Paloma's hands slowly drop to the table. Oh, Fala, I thought that was over, she says, her voice filled with sympathy. So did I. I hadn't had the dream since we left Meadow Lane, replies Farfalla. Dreaming of water like that when we're planning to cross the ocean by boat, it just... it's a little disconcerting, she says. I'm sure it's just nerves. This is a big trip. Everything will be fine, you'll see says Paloma, reaching across the table to grab both of Farfalla's hands in hers. Farfalla smiles at her and takes a deep breath before continuing. You're probably right. But just in case, I want you to promise me that if anything should happen to me, to James and I, that you will raise Elizabeth as your own. She's still very young. She would easily adapt. Paloma shakes her head. No, Fala, I won't even discuss such a thing. This trip is going to do a world of good for you and James, and you will return in two months' time rejuvenated and excited for what the future holds, and you'll bring your beautiful little girl along with you for the ride, she says, the words spilling from her lips in rapid succession. Farfalla stares at her quietly for a long while. Finally, Paloma nods. Of course I will care for Elizabeth always and forever, as if she were my very own. I love that little girl more than anything in the world, she concedes. Farfalla gives her an understanding nod. She loves Elizabeth more than anything in the world, too. I have here an eclair for you, miss, and for you our world-famous millefeuille. Bon appétit, says the server, placing the delicate pastries in front of each of them. These are delectable, exclaims Farfalla, taking a bite of the eclair. Paloma cuts into her pastry and places a piece on Farfalla's plate. Wait until you try this. Farfalla allows herself to get lost in the sweet taste of the icing that tops the layers of custard and pastry. 
it's a great escape for her troubled mind. She hasn't stopped thinking about the dream since she woke up standing by the side of the road this morning. She keeps replaying the dream from start to finish, triggering emotions at every step. First panic as she sinks deeper underwater, then calm when she sees the sun shining down on her from above. Then the most gut-wrenching, frightening, horrible feeling of all as the dark, empty nothing sets in. We should probably get going. It's getting quite late, says Paloma, pulling several bills out of her wallet to pay the server. Farfalla shakes her head to rid herself of her jumbled thoughts and stands up, pulling her shawl over her shoulders to alleviate the sudden chill in the air. They amble back to the apartment building, but Paloma stops short outside the door to her unit. What you asked me earlier, about caring for Elizabeth if something happens to you and James. Fala, do you... do you have a premonition that something is going to go wrong? You don't have to go on this trip. You and James could just move here to the city for a fresh start, she says. Farfalla's breath catches in her throat. She hadn't allowed the thought to surface, whether her recurring nightmare is a warning of some kind. She looks Paloma in the eye and smiles. Of course not, she says. This will be the grandest adventure of our lives, and we will return in no time, no time at all. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 14, Look to the Sky, in which James and Farfalla make their way to the Isle of Skye to claim Carnifex House. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. Leaving a rating or a review on your preferred podcast platform is incredibly helpful in helping the podcast gain visibility so others can find and enjoy the story of the Skylark Bell. It's a quick, easy, and free way to support my work. If you'd like to support me further, you can also subscribe to Patreon, where you'll get early access to ad-free episodes, as well as digital downloads of my music and so much more. And be sure to follow me on social media for updates. I love to connect with listeners. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.